Check one, two, one, two, one, two. How are you? I hope you are having a phenomenal day. First things first, engineer, please cut the mic. Please, please, please cut it. All right. Thank you. I love you, engineer. Shout out to my engineer. Listen, welcome to HMG Podcast. This is your host, Hashem Ming Garrett. I hope you guys are all doing well, ladies and gents. I hope you are not just doing well, but great and amazing. But hey, if you're just doing okay, we'll take that too, right? Because every day can't be in a sunny day and every day can't be a cloudy day. So we have to just take the good with the not so good. We'll call it bad, but the good with not so good. Again, I just hope everybody's doing well. Um, for those who don't know, I am Hashem Mingarit, and I am a motivational speaker, a dad, a, a wear multiple hats, right? But one of the things that I do in, in, in my work um, that I've been doing for a very, very long time is doing a lot of consulting work, right? So sometimes I'm doing big assembly presentations and hundreds or a thousand people or whatever. But what I really like to do is when I'm just working with groups of students, right? I'm really getting a chance to build a rapport with them. Because when you do an assembly, when you're doing these large, you know, presentations, it's just kind of like one and done. You might connect with them social media, but it's nothing like when you build a rapport and you're with students for um, in classrooms and you get contracts. And so that's what I really enjoy, just building that rapport. So recently I was speaking with one of my young um, students that I mentor. And, you know, it's the summertime, so now it's June. This this is being aired right now, or recorded rather, in June of 2022. It's probably about a week away from July. So I'm speaking with this 15-year-old student in a city in New Jersey and uh, from Newark. And um, I'm talking to him, saying, listen, I really want you to be safe this summer. Because, you know, a lot of people know when when children are out of school and in the summertime, Unfortunately, violence is, is is more rampant, right, and more common. So I say, listen, I really want you to just be careful. And um, you did well in school this year, but please try to stay away from the guns. So he's like, yeah, Mr. G, you know that's kind of hard. So why why you say it's kind of hard? He says, you know, um, you know, sometimes. And he's like really a bright kid, right? Really bright. And uh, dad was shot and killed by the police officer years ago. He's 15. I think it happened when he was about eight or so. And as a result from that incident, you know, he just started making a lot of poor decisions, got involved in the wrong crowd, but just a really, really, really good kid. So he goes, listen, Mr. G, it's hard not to carry these guns. He said, sometimes I'm not the one always carrying it. Sometimes my friend will have a gun, you know, and he's rolling with kids. That's in a gang. But he says, listen, um, I'm not the one that has the gun. And, you know, he's always trying to give his 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 peers like, you know, some words of wisdom, like, listen, got to be careful. Don't do this. You know, yo, don't 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 do these kind of drugs. Always trying to be, you know, he's wise for his years. Right. So he goes, Mr. G, it's hard not to carry guns. And I go, why? He says, because, you know, nowadays, if the ops, right, these are the opponents, the people, the enemies, if if they start shooting at you for whatever reason, right? They start shooting at you and you do not have a gun. These guys, these kids will jump out the car, shoot at you and chase you down and gun you down and kill you. If you don't have a gun. Now he says, Mr. G, if I have a gun on me and they start shooting, I take out the blick and I start blah, 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 start shooting back at them. 
they're more than likely going to run, get back in their car. They're going to try to dip out. They're going to try to leave. But if I don't shoot back, or if me and my friends or my peers, we don't shoot back, they're going to run us down. They're going to come, not run, you know, they're going to drive, but they'll jump out of their car and chase you and chase you and chase you. And if you can't get away, they can chase you down and they'll kill you. He says, now I've seen this happen. And I'm like, and this is the reason why I got to keep a gun on me. And he says, you know, for the most part, he really just tries to stay out the way. And this is what a lot of young people say. That's one of the, you know, phrases of the day is just, you know, I'm just trying to stay out the way. He says, a lot of times, like, I'm not on the corner. I'm not, you know, places that I really shouldn't be. But if I do go outside and I'm in the park with my friends, because you, you know, we, we want to tell kids, yo, you got to get out. Don't just be in the house all the time. Right. So it's like, yo, Mr. G, when I get out, we're in the park. Somebody got to have that strap. Somebody got to have it on them, the guns. And so after having that conversation, you know, still want to tell them, listen, don't carry the guns. Don't put yourself in those kind of places. And again, the place is just the local park with your friends. So just be careful. And so it really just got me to thinking. And that's part of the conversation that I, I want to have is just, so often the message is, you know, say no, right? Say no to drugs, say no to guns, say no to whatever the ills are of society. But the reality is if there is somebody who is trying to target and take the life of someone, do you tell the kids not to carry the guns? And my advice again to this young man was, I understand where you're coming from. I understand that you are, you know, saying you guys are not the the ones instigating situations and people are trying to come and harm you. But still, at the end of the day, I do not want you to carry a gun because. The question is, why would someone want to try to shoot and kill you and your friends to begin with. Right. And so I want to have this young people, I want young people. And this is a conversation that I have with a lot of my students over the, you know, the different schools I go to is that, listen, there is a segment of society who feels like they need to carry a gun, especially young people. Um, they feel like they need to carry a gun because they, are going to be targeted by their enemies, by their ops. And so the question is, well, why are, why do you have ops in the first place? Why do you have someone who wants to harm you and kill you? What, what preceded that mindset? Because there are a lot of young people in communities who do not feel the need to carry a gun. They are not worried about someone coming and trying to kill them. So what is it that you and your peers are doing? And so then we start having a conversation and he goes, well, you know, sometimes, you know, you're on, you're on social media and I'm like, okay. And somebody will say something on social media and from those words on social media, it trickles and winds up becoming not just a, a, a internet problem or cyber issue, but becomes like a real life issue. So Here's a perfect example. All right. Nothing happens in a vacuum. Everything is related, right? For every action is a reaction. So 
uh, kid is killed. And then the ops, the enemies, the rival gang, somebody else, they jump on someone's live and they'll, they'll, they'll create a live. So let's just say, for instance, you know, this particular gang, they, they kill the bloods, kill the Crips. I'm just using that for an example, Crips, bloods, because I know bloods and Crips are gangs that most people are familiar with. But the, the reality is even in bloods, there's a, there's a subset, right? You've got this kind, that kind, that kind, Crips, there's a subset, right? So, and there are uh, probably over 20,000 gangs, if not more, in just the United States alone, right? If not just in one state, to be honest with you. So what happens is you have some kids, they're in a gang. You, know, you have people in a gang. And the bloods are in the gang and the bloods say, oh, well, we just shot and killed this crip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they get on they get on social media and they're like, yeah, fuck your dead homie. Fuck him. Yeah, that's right. We you know, yeah, we don't we don't care that he dead, da, da, da. And they say all this. And so now that's what the bloods say. Just hypothetically. I'm not using, I'm just using that because it's a gang people know. So then the bloods get on there like, yeah, yeah, yeah. F your dead homie. F him, F him. And now the Crips see this and they go, oh, all right, I want to disrespect one of our friends that got killed. When we, you know, now they go, when we see a blood member, we're going to kill him. And now the Crips have the guns and now they're chasing down a blood and they want to kill him. And it continues and continues and continues. Hence why someone feels that they need to have a gun because of words that get exchanged on social media because someone has been killed. And it's this cycle of revenge. And it's like, you know, the scriptures, the Bible tells us it's nothing new under the sun. You know, maybe just a matter of how you do it or how it gets done, but there's nothing new. Revenge in that cycle has been around for eons. And, and, and hopefully why I'm having this, this show is because for one, and here are a few things. So number one is, if we're talking about the prevention component, don't get involved in that lifestyle because it's just a dangerous cycle. It's like a hamster on a wheel. This begets that, that leads to that, this leads to that. And it's just like a cycle. So it's like, okay, you shot and killed. Well, now I'm going to shoot and kill. I shot and killed, shoot and kill, shoot. And, kill. Like, and that cycle just keeps going on and on until... What happens? Oh, until, well, that whole generation dies out? No, because that generation has children and that those children pick up those same kind of maladaptive behaviors and thinking that's the way that we are supposed to resolve our issues. So I'm saying this because one, don't get involved. That's the prevention. Now, if we're talking about the intervention component is to say, okay, well, you're in that space. My next conversation that I like to have with young people is, so do you have any other peers that are not in gangs? And they usually say, yeah, I got my friends who like to play ball. They don't do any of that gang stuff. All they do is ball and everybody knows that's what they into. Well, do you play ball with them? Do you play any sports like they do? Yeah, I play a little bit, but, you know, I don't take it as serious as some of these other kids do. So you have to, you know, like the old saying, stand for something or fall for anything. So you got to really stand on saying, you know, I want to make that transition from being a street guy in gangs and getting money and reputation and, oh, my friend got killed. And if I hear somebody say something about him, yo, we getting the guns. And if we see them, we're going to hurt them. Just say, you know what? I got to learn how to let that go because me riding and wanting to shoot and kill somebody because you disrespected somebody who's dead. Well, 
how does that one bring them back? Or I'm not saying what, you know, they, they making disparaging comments is going to feel good by no stretch of the imagination. But all I'm saying is you got to be pragmatic. You got to be practical and really think like, so what good comes from this? So yeah, you teach them a lesson, but yeah, you teach them a lesson and you harm them, but their friends are still saying that. So you kill all their friends. And now what now you go to jail, like, and, and a lot of these young people, they coming from homes where it's broken. Like I said, this young man's father was killed by the police officers. And so, you know, he lacks that positive father-like figure in his home every day, right? Or someone in his life. So being a mentor is what I and the principals and other people in their lives are trying to step in into that, that space. But it's about saying, listen, on the intervention side, if you are in that lifestyle it's about understanding that there are other young people just like yourself who are teenagers who have made a decision not to get involved in that kind of lifestyle. And if they could do it, you could do it. And not saying that it's going to be easy, but part of that, that that exit strategy has to say or has to comprise of saying, um, I want more for my life than this direction. Right. Really having that realization and not wait like a Mr. G, like Mr. Gary, like myself, who had to get shot, shot multiple times and paralyzed to have that kind of epiphany, that wake up aha moment to realize, no, there's more to life than all of this banging and gun violence and, you know, reputation and all of what that um, lifestyle personifies. So it's really just having that that aha moment like, yeah, I want more. And but part of, you know, really being a mentor is saying before we can do really get that whole exit strategy together mentally, psychologically is really learning how to deal with not just the revenge, not the gangbanging, not all of that stuff. It's really about just processing what that was like to lose your father. You know, because, again, for every action is a reaction. Nothing is happening in a vacuum. Right. And what's that really like to not only lose your dad but also when these kids are talking about f your dead homie what's that like to have to get those terrible calls that your friend that was just in the park with you the other night and you guys were just hanging out having fun and talking to girls that friend who who said hey i'll walk you home and you said no and you get a text you know early in the morning and say hey that friend is they're, they're deceased and so you know, there's a lot of trauma that has to be unpacked with young people as part of that intervention and and realizing that, you know, this this cycle of violence and that cycle of trauma um, before I can really truly help you or not just help you, but truly enlighten you to understand that there's more to this world than what you see is to just say, um, I just stand in this place with you and, and just say, I'm really sorry that you had to endure all of these losses and just be silent and be present and not judgmental. And that's why I say I love doing this kind of work where you build the rapport and say, you know what? I know today we just kind of are scratching the surface just a little bit. And guess what? I'll be back in another day or two and we'll just keep talking. And maybe when I come back this time, you know, we'll, I'll, I'll bring some donuts because at the end of the day, you're still a child. You know, maybe we'll talk about how we can 
set up a time to go on a field trip and go to the zoo and go to the amusement park because you're still a child. And that's what mentorship is about. It's saying, yeah, I know it's not easy to grow up in an environment where you're a teenager and people are trying to kill you. And not just trying to kill you, but they are actively killing your friends. And you're so hurt that, you know, the old saying, hurt people hurt people, that now you are in such a dark place and you're scared for your life and you're angry with the world that you don't know how to channel that anger. And so what you do is you don't know how to channel that fear and know how to talk about it and express yourself because, you know, that goes back to the toxic masculinity about, you know, boys are not supposed to cry and, and boys are supposed to keep everything bottled up and don't act like a sissy and a girl. And, and now you, 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 you have that release, but now you kill another young kid, a child, a teenager. And so that's part of, you know, the conversation is just saying, you know, prevention is one thing. Um, but when we really speak about intervention with our young people, it's really about just finding out what, what kind of trauma, what kind of things have they gone through and, and figuring out how to help them through that process. And sometimes we have to kind of go back before we can go forward. So yes, I gave me advice. Don't carry the guns. And he's a sharp kid and I'm keeping him in my prayers for over the summer. And I'm hoping to see him again in the fall. Um, but you know, that's why the summertime is such a dangerous time and scary time is because as, as, as we all know, um, when people don't have anything to do with their, with their time, you know, some, some very often bad ideas sound like good ideas because you have nothing else to do. So again, um, I hope that over the summer you can figure out a way to help some young people because there's a lot of idle time and understand why it's so important for us to mentor, um, especially our young people because of the trauma that they've gone through. So as I started earlier, just saying when this young man said, listen, this is the reason why I carry a gun because if I don't, someone will run and chase me and my friends down, stand above us and shoot and kill us until we're dead. And this is a 14 year old talking. What do you say? Do you say don't carry a gun? Because this is where he's at. And these are the friends that he has. You know, so whenever we just want to give advice, you know, when we have that rapport with young people and they really throw something back at us, you go, okay, yeah, yeah, I get it. So just stay tuned, you know, um, understand that we have to be a part of the solution. We can't wait for our elected officials to make a difference. Unfortunately, we as a country, we elect the people and then the elected officials, somehow we have allowed them to think that they are in control. So we have to do a better job as a country as hold to make sure we hold our elected officials accountable because they would not be in that position nor could they continue to stay in that position um, without our support. So again, let's figure out how to be a part of the solution because unfortunately, just like we blame the politicians, 
We are a part of the problem. It is not their community. It is our community. It is not their community. It is not my community. It is our community. Stay strong. Stay well. Stay blessed. Peace.